nights when one drink with the girls turns into a bottle, but you need your car for brunch the next day. There's pickup. Or at Friday work drinks, where you don't want to leave your car with expensive tools at the pub. There's pickup. Don't miss out on the fun. Get a pickup. Simply book on our app and we'll pick you up to drive you and your car home. Two drivers arrive, one drives you home in your car, and the other driver follows. Download the Pickup app today. That's PKUP and wake up worry free. Hi, I'm Macaulay Jones. Dick Johnson from DJR Team Penske, and you're on Inside Supercar. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Gravel, and we're joined by Tim Edwards, fresh back from the uh, fields of Townsville to the uh, sunny climate of uh, Campbellfield. Tim, welcome back south again. Yep, thanks guys. Only a brief respite though, because, uh, and you're always only coming down to clear your desk, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, something like that. No, well, I, myself and the engineers flew back to Melbourne on Sunday night, and we'll head back up on, a, on Friday morning. It's only a, a two-day race meeting, so yeah, we can... Uh, arrive on Friday and the, the, the guys have already turned the cars around up in Townsville ready to go. Before we start looking at uh, Townsville at the weekend, maybe just um, how much do you feel of deja vu? I mean, obviously at this moment of time, Victoria is open. Um, New South Wales is what's closed down. We were going to be having a race meeting in about a month's time at Sydney Motorsport Park, but deja vu as in you were on the road last year being a, a, a chef and bottle washer and all sorts of things. but. Is it there a same feeling about it this year? Uh, well, it, it's not the same at the moment, and we're fortunate there's no teams based in New South Wales or largely not based in New South Wales. Brad's just over the border, so it's having less impact at the moment. I mean, bizarrely, um, we actually went to New South Wales with the whole team for two weeks to allow us to get into Northern Territory only three or four weeks ago. So that was the clean state where that's where we had to be cleansed before we could. Uh, travel from Victoria to NT and, um, and now now it's the opposite so look um, you know I think what we learnt last year is that we've just got to be flexible adaptable and you know the schedule will change and we're fully, fully expecting it to we've seen starting with the very first test of the season this year so it's just the world we live in at the moment you know everybody's got to be got to be flexible so um, you know we're, we're more conditioned to it now and um I think everybody knows that, yep, well, we're going racing this weekend in Dansville and, uh, and we'll see what happens, you know, over the five-week break and we'll be racing after the five-week break. But is it going to be Sydney? Don't know at this point. And, uh, but I don't think anyone's really stressing too much about it. You know, it was all new and fresh to us last year, having to do things very differently where it's, um, it's almost become second nature now as to, well, we'll just, we'll, um, we'll adapt. Um, to, and that's been the case, I think, for most teams. And tell me, um the uh, situation was um, you were ready for Townsville because the cars were all prepped, obviously, trucks up there mm. and all those sorts of things. You were ready for the event. Um, you had a great qualifying on the Saturday. Uh, race results were a mixed bag, but overall you had you know three cars finishing the 10. The third or fourth car, rather, the, uh, uh, the Blanchard car, which is not... Uh, you know, it's at remote control. You don't have much influence on it other than what they ask you questions about. Is that right? Oh, well, we have an arrangement where we provide them all the data from our cars and uh, and, and vice versa, and, and we also give them the setup sheets um, that we're using on the cars. So, you know, they're very well informed, um, and they, you know, 
so you know, it, you know, we know it's a competitive car. So, and they're doing a good job of running it. Those guys. So, yeah. Look, I mean, the, the weekend itself. You know, as you say, you know, qualifying was was okay. Um, but certainly, we weren't performing to the level that we're satisfied with in the race. I mean, we, we made a, a big step forward from Saturday to Sunday, but it still wasn't enough to compete with those Triple Eight cars. So, um, you know, we've. Um, I think you know, tire life. Um, you know, it's not really been a subject for anybody to talk about so far this year because they've largely been sprint rounds and or their um, low-deck circuits where all of a sudden we've come to a racetrack that we've never done 250Ks on before. We've only ever done a maximum of 200 in a race. Plus, it's very high degradation. Um, and so, you know, it, it's really, um, you know, exposed uh, an issue for us that, you know, our tire deck, you know, is still a bit of a, a struggle for us. And so, you know, we made some good progress from Saturday to Sunday, but not where we want to be, and nobody's happy. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're digging deep, you know. The good thing is we've got another opportunity there this week to um, to see what we can, um, if we can make some more improvements over what we did between Saturday and Sunday. Overall, the drivers, um, your three in particular, um, were they expressing a lot, other than obviously the tyre degradation, were they expressing uh, overall satisfaction with the car as such? With the balance and things like that. No, oh, of course they were. I mean, that you know, we, we all went there expecting a better result than uh, than we achieved. So, um, not just the drivers. I mean, we didn't go there thinking, oh, well, you know, we're going to be tenth place, you know, <laughs> um, or eighth place, or seventh place. Um, you know, that wasn't our expectation, nor was it theirs. So that's that's not the level we operate at, and we're never satisfied with that. Um, so, look, you know, you need to you need to dig deep when 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 things aren't aren't going as well as you'd like, and uh, and that's what the boys are all doing at the moment. So you'll be glad this weekend is not the same format, not 250Ks, but the three-race format, one on no, Saturday and two on Sunday. And, and no? no, I'd be more okay. than happy if it was the same format because, you know, we're not here just to, um, you know, piss fart around. You know, we, we need to make improvements. And there's no better way to, to validate that than actually do the same again. So, um you know, I'm not. We're not shying away from it. You know, to say that I oh, think God, there's not another long race. We'd be shying away from it, and just trying to bury the issue. And that's not what we're doing. Tire-wise, I don't know what the format is for this weekend. Um, you're not it's using pretty, the same tire, are you? Yeah, same tires. Um, but it's um, yeah, same tires. Um, but it's, it's sort of it's back to the sprint round format where you just have three sets of tires for the sorry five sets of tires for the three races. So. You know, you're one set short if you wanted to change four tyres for every race. So, you know, you, you'll see people strategically doing a rears in one race, three tyres in another race. Um, and so it's, it's back to that formula. Okay. Um, now, there's one change happening which I read about, and that's uh, um, Sam Potter. And you tell us that uh, he's uh, it was a strategic move that unfortunately has backfired slightly. Cam Waters' engineer won't be there this weekend with him. Yeah, he's uh, he, he injured his leg or some ligaments in his leg um, quite a few years ago in a motorbike accident, and uh, and he's been working up to getting it resolved for quite some time now. And uh, and he did, you know, he did everything right. You know, he knew there was a six-week break in the calendar for the Olympics, and so he thought, beautiful, I'll, I'll program my operation for right at the very beginning of that, which is tomorrow. Uh, unfortunately, we went through racing, um, you know, four days after his operation. So he's not here for this weekend. And so um, Nathaniel Osborne, our chief engineer, is is stepping back into the fold to run that car for this weekend. 
Now, Tim, this year, running three cars as opposed to four in-house, how has that been? And knowing that you're going in 2022 back to four cars, how have you had to manage this year um, with personnel and and, uh, all those other resource issues? And I imagine not having a fourth billboard means there's a, a revenue drop as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, the, the ideal number for us is running four cars. It's just been a, a combination of running our own fourth car, running customers as, as that as that fourth car. Um, this year, dropping to three cars, yeah, as you say, is not ideal. I mean, this business was 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 built around supporting multiple cars. Um, you know, everything from the size of the production facility to the infrastructure that we have around us. So, um, so you know, we needed to get back to fourth car, and in the absence of uh, of a customer wanting to sort of drop into that spot, um, you know, we've taken the decision to to buy a wreck and and go back to the four cars. Um, it is an easier uh, thing to run. Uh, running a an odd number car is is never ideal. You know, when it comes to to pit stops and all those sort of things and garage setup and and the group of people you've got there, so you you're always a little bit compromised um, running the running three cars. Fortunately, you know, we've 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 got a, a partner in that. Uh, in Blanchard's uh, for the fourth car at the moment, so it's certainly not um, you know uh, not two alien teams um, trying to work together. So we have a very good relationship with them, and and you know pit stops and things that have, have been pretty seamless. But you know it's ideal for us to be running four cars because that's the best way to amortise everything across this business. You know at the moment we're we're running two B doubles. Um, um, but we've only got one car in one of them, so you could say that's a little bit excessive having one car in a B double with its own dedicated truck driver. So, just on that simple fact alone, you know, you're back to running two cars in that truck and um, you know, amortising the cost of that truck across two cars rather than across one car. So that's just a simple example of our financially, it, it makes a lot more sense to be running a. Um, an even number of cars. And so, look, you know, we, we had a little bit of natural attrition at the back end of last year and some of the pressures that COVID put on us. So, you know, we do have to do some recruitment um, later this year. You know, we're, we're sort of beginning that now, really, for, um, to get ready for next year. Um, yep. So, you know, sort of the plans are sort of, now that we know we've got the wreck, which is only three or four weeks ago, now we can start really putting the plans in place. And... With knowing you've got the wreck, you also know that halfway through the season, you've got to have four brand new Gen 3 cars on the circuit. So does that potentially mean you might have to start gearing up and uh, manning up or uh, resourcing up labour-wise earlier than what you would if it was a uh, status quo, same car for a full season? Oh, I mean, you know, uh, from the outset, we've always thought we're going to be running four cars next year. So um, we always had every intention of building four cars on the basis that we thought we'd be a four-car team. So, you know, we, we should have chassis um, uh, in our workshop, you know, within two or three months. So, um, you know, we're, we'll be working on earnest of, over the next 12 months on it, you know, and we'll have, you know, as soon as um, we're able to next year, you know, we'll have... You know, a car or two um, available to go testing. You know, the, the the rules around testing for Gen Three are yet to be determined, but um, you know, it'll obviously start off smaller with teams running one car just to, to get their eye in. Um, and so, you know, we've got we've got twelve months from now before we need to have you know, in effect, four cars um, ready to race. Now you've got your your wreck in place for your fourth car. 
You've already announced that uh, Thomas Randall is stepping up full-time in the series. Can you give us uh, some indication as to how many of the other three drivers uh, are lined up, uh, ready to go for 2022? Uh, uh, one of the other drivers is lined up, ready to go, and the others are uh, work, work in progress. So Thomas has still got at least uh, one, if not two more rounds to do with wildcards this year? Uh, no, just the one. He's doing the Perth. Um, he's doing the Perth round, and then obviously he's doing the Bathurst event. Uh, and have you determined as to who he's driving with yet, or is that still a question? Mark? I have. You have. You're not going to announce it just yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Correct. <laughs> that's, that's okay. I understand. I mean, you know, commercial uh, realities that uh, these things all take time. What has it meant for the team to now integrate James Courtney? Oh, James has been great. You know, he's uh, you know he brings a lot of experience to the team as well. So, um, you know, and he's got a good re- working relationship with the other drivers. So, you know, that all, that always helps. And yeah, he's really fitted in well. You know, given it took him about ten years to get here from when we first started having d- discussions with him. Um, but you know, he's been a real asset for the team. And you know, it, it takes time to find your feet. But I think you know his performance on Sunday now largely masked by the fact that he got punted off on the on the first lap and was last. Um, the way he drove back through the field and his race pace um, was was very impressive. So, you know, there's, we took a lot of learnings out of his car, albeit you really didn't see it on the telecast and certainly you wouldn't have had a timing screen in front of you to, to see how competitive his times were. But he was... He was very competitive, so it's um you know you know he's been a good fit for the team, and you know it's just he's one of those things we've got to work through for twenty twenty two. Are you pleased with the way that I mean, obviously you know in the ideal world this wouldn't be happening. You're doing a double at Townsville or something, but are you pleased overall as the way in which the season's going for you, or you know yeah, you feel as what elements are missing? Oh, I mean, I'm pleased that we've had you know six or seven second places and a and a win, but you know, um, you know, we're not in the we're not in the business of just accepting second places. I think you know, Cam has obviously been our best performer. Um, you know, I'm disappointed he hasn't had more wins. You know, obviously he came close on six or seven occasions when he finished second. So you know, that's a that's certainly a pass. Um, but you know, I'm not happy that um, that I haven't had three cars always in the ten. So you know, and that's our goal. You know, we we expect all of our cars to be in the hunt, and by in the hunt, you've got to be in the ten because if you're consistently in the ten, you get top fives, you get podiums, and you get wins. So um, you know, we've been working hard in the background to to help both Jack and JC, you know, find some more speed in the car, and you know, we've been just chipping away at them. Mm. Now, Tim. <laughs> The elephant in the room, as far as the calendar goes at the moment, is the Borough Pairs Sydney Super Night race. Is it likely that in a week's time, should things not uh, start to significantly improve, uh, supercars will have to be making a call? On uh, that well, race, or do you think, like, do you think you need to put the line through it because you know you're going to Perth, and if you've even looked at the map and seen New South Wales, Perth are likely to lock you out. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we can all have a, a guess, you know, an educated guess at the moment. I mean, it's certainly not looking good for New South Wales at the moment, but you know, in five or six weeks, you know, you know things can change, um, and. You know, I think we just, you know, as I said earlier in this call, you know, we, we all expect, you know, we're all adaptable now. And so if it needs to move and get juggled around and that becomes an event later in the year, then that's what we'll do. 
Um, but yeah, um, you know, we can all we can all guess at the moment because um, that's all we are doing because none of us know. But you know, I suppose based on experience, yes, it, I tend to agree that it's probably unlikely to happen on that date. But you know, at some point, that decision will get made, get made. But it's not been made yet. Tim, one thing that's developed the last month or two um, is the uh, potential sale to uh, by Archers of the Supercars uh, series. I'm sure that you're aware of things and can't talk about a large part of it, but I got the impression that there was news imminent uh, to come out on that prior to Townsville or at Townsville. Is that still likely the case? Oh, well, there may well be news that comes out, but I, I doubt that it would be news that would be public. That would be, uh, I'd suggest, um, information for the teams and the teams alone that would be shared with with it from Archer. So um, certainly uh, I, I very much doubt there's going to be some press conference announcing to, the, uh, <laughs> to yourselves what's going on. You must be enthused by the fact that there, it appears there are at least three, potentially four consortiums looking to buy into it, and I mean, I happen to be of a belief that the likely uh, end buyer is somebody who we like don't know. In a similar way that happened some years ago when Avesco sold to Archers. Oh, look, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, the, the the fact that there's multiple parties interested is is encouraging. But you know, I'm not surprised really. It's a it's a it's a good business. So. You know, and whenever any good business is put up for sale, there's always you know a level of interest. Um, um, people don't buy duds, so it's it's a, it is a very good business, and um, so it doesn't surprise me at all that there's a lot of people interested. Well, talking about a, a form of business that you were involved in, what have you thought of Formula One this season with uh, Verstappen leading the championship and uh, a rise of at least one McLaren? Well, I've watched more Formula One races this year than I probably have in the last five, so uh, that probably tells you something. Um, yeah, I mean, no, no, nobody, you know, nobody likes to see, you know, despite you know um, how you know, everybody's pretty impressed with with Hamilton and Mercedes and how good a job they've done over the last few years. It is boring as batshit when you just see a silver car lead into the first corner. You can pretty much go, "Yep, turn the tally off, go to sleep." So, and that's that's been my approach over the last few years. So, um, you know, having having other teams up there and um, it, it's been great. And hence, I've started watching it a lot more. So, but you know, that's that's um, you know, that's I suppose the downside of when you have got a team that's very dominant like that and a car that's very dominant. Um, you know, it does nothing for the ratings. <laughs> so, if a if a diehard person like me can't even bring themselves to watch it, uh, good luck trying to attract decent TV, you know, ratings. Speaking of readings, uh, um, have you had feedback uh, post-Darwin um, on uh, how TV's uh, you know, ratings for supercars? Yeah, absolutely, and post-Townsville um, um, as well. Um, you should, I'm surprised you haven't seen them. They're, um, yeah, it's been a, a remarkable increase in, um, in viewership with Channel 7, just staggering the numbers of the, the, that it's gone up by. And I can't remember the exact percentages, but both of them were were um, uh, double-digit numbers. I must say, I was rather surprised on the night following what I thought was some pretty good racing over the weekend, that Channel 7 in Melbourne didn't bother to show any results from Darwin, yet they had some golfer um, trying to take another golfer, you know, in America, uh, some stupid story about, you know, somebody walking up and trying to take someone's golf club. 
you know, I'm sorry, but Channel 7, they need to be given a bit of a kick in the bum and said, you know, that that's not the way you promote a series. Mm. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's, I'm surprised to hear that because they've been doing a lot of pre-promotion. You know, they've been doing a lot of, um, you know, a lot of crosses from other sports as well. So, um, you know, I think individual news channels in the respective cities are run by their own sports desk. So that surprised me. But I've just, uh, I've just actually got the, the media release from Seven, and uh, and the, on Saturday, hang on, so there was a seventy-eight percent increase on twenty twenty for Townsville. Well, that's fantastic to hear because, as you well know. Myself, Craig, you know, we're people who love this sport quite apart from the involvement in it. But, Jim, thank you very much for joining us. I hope your week goes well in Melbourne and the flight goes without any hitches and that you have in Tickford, all your drivers have a far better weekend in the sun. All right, thanks, mate. <laughs> Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device, search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.